You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing Season 2, Episode 7, Let's Start the Watermelon Splitting Contest. <laughs> Woo! Yay! Let's start the Watermelon Splitting Contest. <clears throat> yeah. Did everyone bring their own watermelon? And their own fists? BYOW. BYO karate skills. Yes. This episode. Oh, we're going to do our summary spoiler free discussion, the spoiler discussion, like we always do. Um, this episode covered chapters 58 and 59 of the manga, and we covered this shockingly in one episode, <laughs> as opposed to two in our episode 30, which was called I'll Keep Going Forward. <laughs> like, whose title is better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say. I mean, <laughs> well, there's poignancy and there's humor, and I don't think that the series is, the anime is going for poignant titles like i was so it's just a different vibe you know everybody has their thing <laughs> <laughs> this episode opens at the beach yuki is approached by a barefoot akito akito smiles menacingly yuki clenches his fists and akito whispers something in his ear yuki looks upset he narrates i want to believe that i wasn't deluding myself i want to believe that it's not all pitch black even if the rain pelted down on me the sun would shine again even if the pain overwhelmed me kindness continued to shower on me Ever since that day, always. He remembers uh, putting the hat on Toru as a child. And then we cut to the opening theme. The end. I mean. Yay. <laughs> yay. Yay. <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> on the beach, Hiro answers a phone call. It turns out his mother is pregnant. It wasn't a cold after all, like she thought. <laughs> He's in here. Toru are overjoyed. And Hiro is like, I'm not the one having the baby. Congratulations, Shigeru says from the steps nearby. Satsuki-san, so young. Hiro sasses him like, don't say it that way. Kisa asks if Shigeru will swim, and he jokes that he's just there to admire swimsuits, and Hiro drags Kisa away. Shigeru also asks Toru where everyone else is, and Toru says they are buying groceries. Shigeru suggests that they then take this chance to go on a date, but the boys arrive back in time to glare menacingly and prevent anything from happening between Shigeru and Toru. <laughs> it's like Toru being like, no, sensei, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do that. In the next scene, he's also heart- holding uh, Shigeru's fan, which is funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> on their way back to the house the kids all talk about the baby Toru wonders if it'll be a boy or a girl and <laughs> we just said it would be sad if it was a girl because Hiro wouldn't be able to hold her but no more so when kids will be born possessed all the spirits of the zodiac have been born people normally have kids because they want them huh Yuki says the kids say that apparently when Hiro was born and held and turned into a sheep for the first time his mother said I love sheep a wonder of a mom Haru says also for some reason in the translation they said goat the goat yeah. slash sheep and I was like it is interchangeable, but very weird when you know that he's a sheep. <laughs> yeah, he's very much. John a sheep. is a sheep, not a goat. <laughs> How dare! I'm very insulted by this. His attitude is rather goat like, though. <laughs> he does seem like, yeah, he would headbutt you for snacks for sure. Yeah. At a petting zoo. <laughs> not that I would know from personal experience. <laughs> Eat your skirt, you know? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Chew on anything nearby. <laughs> Toru wonders what the other kids' parents are like. Mumiji checks on her and asks if the watermelon she's carrying is heavy. She says it's fine, but they did buy a lot. That's because if you have a lot of melons, you have to have a watermelon smashing contest, Mumiji shouts, and we transition to the yard of the vacation house where the melons have all been laid out on a tarp to prevent waste. <laughs> to celebrate Hiro's mama having a baby, Mumiji shouts, and Haru is like, pretty lame way to celebrate. Hiro's like, will someone realize this celebration doesn't make me happy in the slightest? Mumiji hasn't prepared the requisite blindfold and stick, and when Yuki points this out, he's like, what for? Haru steps forward up to the pile, and karate chops straight through a melon. Become an older brother who split the melon, he says. 
sagely, and Momichi screams with delight as Haru <laughs> picks up a piece of melon and starts eating it. Tor says that she'll try. She's done this before, but it was with a blindfold and stick, she says, and I had so much fun, especially when mu- But she cuts herself off, remembering Hiro sadly asking her why she always talks about her mom so much. My gumshoe, she says, and the others are like, gumshoe, while Toru freaks out internally about being insensitive about talking about her mom all the time. Momiji asked that the gumshoe was fun. I had to look up what a gumshoe was. <laughs> like a detective, isn't it? Yes, it's an old school term for private yeah. detective for detective from like I'm guessing the film noir days. I can't remember <laughs> what the timeline was, but I mostly know this from Ace Attorney. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's just funny because in the in the translation it was like uh or like in Japanese it was like that specific word for like an Edo area era um like thief. <laughs> so I guess like gumshoe is a way of <laughs> making it also like an antiquated term. I don't know. It's really funny. <laughs> Anyway, Toru lifts her hand to smash the watermelon and then brings it down with a hiya, but nothing happens, except maybe pain just reverberating from her wrist all the way up to her spine. <laughs> Good, congratulations, she manages to squeak out as tears drip from her face, and Kit warns if she's crying because she didn't break it or her hand hurts. Kisa says that she'll try too, and Hiro's like, please don't, Omiji suggests that they just throw them, and that everyone has a blast. <laughs> After the watermelon splitting contest, Haru and Yuki clean up. Haru says that... When he was a kid, he was the kind of kid who believed that a melon would grow in your stomach if you ate the seed. And Yuki is like, really? Yuki looks inside and sees Momiji, Kisa, and Hiro laying on the floor asleep. He watches as Toru covers them gently with a blanket. He remembers the past inside the dark traditional room of the main estate. Every day, Akito would visit and deny everything he narrates. He would tell me pitch black things in that pitch black room. Deny the things I imagined. Deny the things I desired. And in the present, he watches Toru pat Momiji's head gently. Toru smiles tenderly. Akito enters the room and Toru gestures for him to be quiet. Yuki turns away, and he tells Haru he's going for a walk and leaves. Yuki, Haru says, it's an ordeal. Inside, Kyo and Toru talk. Kyo asks if Hiro said something to her. Toru worries what she might that she, what she has to say might hurt him, and he tells her to spit it out, or whatever it is. Toru asks about his parents. Kyo says that he's estranged from his biological father, and that his mother was killed in an accident a long time ago. Kyo understands the issue now. Toru's mom has nothing to do with the Jinichi's parents, he says. Toru hesitates to deny him. He asks about the watermelon splitting incident with her mom, and Toru tells the story. She says that when she was young, she and her mother tried to split the watermelon in the front yard of their apartment or in the yard of their apartment complex. Toru missed it, and her mom ends up missing and hitting some flower pots. The neighbors complain, and so they bring the game inside of the apartment, and her mom ends up breaking the altar of her dad, but eventually they manage to break the watermelon and share it. It was, Toru says, and then she cuts herself off. She looks at Kyo, who smiles tenderly. It was fun, he asks. Yes, it was fun, she says with a bright smile. Outside, Shigeru reads in a gazebo. Hattori suddenly shows up and tells him that he came with Akito, and sasses him for putting ideas in Akito's head. Don't get carried away with your jokes, Hattori says, and then twirls a scalpel threateningly <laughs> at him, or I'll slice your guts open. Shigeru says that Akito would bring Hasan, his favorite, and Tori says he's not the only one who Akito brought. Elsewhere... On his walk, Yuki notices the mysterious Kureno, who has accompanied Akito, it turns out. Akito sits out on the breakers, wave breakers looking at the sea. At the back of the gazebo, Toru warns Shigeru to be more careful. Don't forcefully stir things up. Things will get more twisted, he says. Twisted? Shigeru asks. We can't be any more twisted than we already are. I'd rather have Akito stir things up. Or else I'll never get what I want. Back at the shore, Akito notices Yuki. He taunts him that he's alone as usual. You're such a lonely child, Akito says. Yuki remembers Haru saying, it's an ordeal, as Akito walks over and thinks, in order to fight. We transition back to the beach house. Shigure wakes up the kids and takes them to go and greet Akito, who will be staying in the annex of the beach house. 
For now, Tori doesn't have to go. She can stay with Kyo. She worries about Kyo being left out again, and he tells her not to. Kyo tells her that Akito enjoys ridiculing others. He's always been like this. The mood drops and a beat of silence passes between them. Roar! Toru shouts. <laughs> and so that she shouldn't feel glum. And Kyo's like, whatever, just calm down. And Toru vows to make a great dinner for everyone to return to. And then Kyo suggests pancakes, and that's what she makes. As they all walk away from the main house to the annex house. Oh, it's not the main house. The beach house to the annex house. <laughs> <laughs> the main beach house. They got transitioned to the main house. <laughs> <laughs> the main beach house. <laughs> As the kids all walk away with Shigure from the main beach house to the annex house, Kisa and Hiro hold hands. Hiro asks if Kisa is okay, and she says she is, but she's worried about Toru, and she remembers being in the hospital. Luigi looks back at them and comments to Haru on how they look gloomy, which is, of course, not unexpected. He wonders if Yuki is okay. Haru tells Momiji not to worry about himself. Akira doesn't like him very much. Momiji says he's used to it, though he does want to go back soon. At the annex house... <laughs> At the other house. I think they called it the guest house in the <laughs> At the Aikido house. At the Aikido house, where Aikido is. Hattori greets Shigure and the kids. Hattori immediately asks if Toru is there, and Shigure confirms that she isn't. He asks about Aikido, who's in a bad mood from the heat, Hattori says. Shigure comments that it's weird that he brought Kareno, and Hattori suggests that Aikido might feel more secure with him there. Shigure asks if Rensan meddled in things, and Hattori is like, you know you're not supposed to bring that up. As they approach the room where Aikido is, Aikido calls for Shigure from inside. Shigure enters and greets him. Kareno sits beside him. Akito says to Shigure, didn't I tell you to come straight to me once you arrived? I know you're an idiot, but at least try to be more shrewd in your actions. Absolutely right, I'm sorry, Shigure says cheerfully. Akito then dismisses Kareno. Hattori suggests letting everyone see Kareno once in a while, and Akito says that's nonsense while hugging Hattori. Akito says that he saw Yuki earlier, walking alone, and he was nice enough to speak to him. Akito has always cared for Yuki, after all. I gently admonished him, Akito says, almost proudly. I told him to stop deluding himself. He looked pretty shocked, so he's probably off sniffling somewhere by now. So like Yuki. Akito leans back and laughs, as if this is the best joke that he's ever told. Such an idiot, he says. You should just return to me already. I'm gracious enough to need someone as useless as him. Shigure sucks up to Akito, like, you're so right. Anyway, how about we go and greet the others? And Akito is like, I guess so. Akito tells Shigure not to leave without his permission as he stands and leaves. After Akito leaves, Shigure asks if Hattori is mad. He says, no. Despite your methods, you are trying to make a change, unlike me. Shigure grabs Hattori's shoulders and shakes him and says, what the heck? This is when you're supposed to reprimand me. And Hattori's like, I won't. Shigure chuckles and says he's too nice. Shigure, however, is a schemer. And Yuki won't always be the locked up kid he used to be. Who's the actual most deluded idiot of all, I wonder. Akito enters the room where all the kids are sitting and waiting. Thank you all for coming, he says. I love you all. Back at the house. The big house where everyone is staying. <laughs> Toru worries that everyone is still out. She decides to go outside and check for them. And outside she remembers how scared Yuki was when they saw Akito at school. She stops on the beach. Yuki runs into her there. The clouds clear and the beach is bathed in moonlight. Toru says that she's glad to see him and he says that he went for a walk and lost track of the time and that they should go back. Toru sees a shooting star and grabs him to point it out in the sky as more start to fall and Yuki smiles. I probably actually knew in the back of my mind what would happen if I opened the lid. What I must do, what I should do. It's so simple. It's so hard, but it's so simple, he says. Did you open the lid? she asks. Thanks, Tokido, he says, and he steps closer. Thank you for always being willing to lend an ear. Thank you for always accepting my weaknesses. Yuki remembers running ahead and leading Toru home as a child. Thanks for not forgetting a memory long ago, he thinks. I was so happy that I could save you when you got lost. I was instilled with the fact that I was useless. But that day, at that time, at that very moment... It was the only time I ever felt needed. And you probably don't know how happy that made me. 
You probably don't know that you're the one who's always saving me, he says to her. He remembers times before with her, holding down the secret base during the storm, asking her asking to still be his friend if her memories are erased, and playing badminton together. He thinks, you've always shared your kindness, warmth, and joy with me. You kept showering me with them so generously. That's why I won't lose. I'll keep going forward. I can definitely keep believing. But... But why, Toru asks, why do you look so sad? He shrugs and smiles, a wry smile, takes her shoulders, and then kisses her forehead. That's because you're just like the sky, he thinks, and he starts to cry. I'm so sad because you're so dear to me. And then we cut immediately to the end card, <laughs> because all of that was happening during the credits. The end. Yay. Question. Yay. <laughs> I mean, it was sad, but it was a very good episode. Mm-hmm. I think I saw on the Tumblr that this was probably like a favorite so far, I think, out of all of the episodes. I think a lot of people were like, oh my god, oh my god. Very poignant from Yuki. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it was a pretty dramatic episode. It was. I feel like it was the most one of the most dramatic so far, probably especially for Yuki, because mm-hmm. like in the last season, like the end of it focused on Kyo, mm-hmm. right? So this is almost like Yuki's true form arc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were talking about uh, in the first episode how it was like kind of focused on Yuki and stuff, and how it felt like that was kind of mm-hmm. setting the stage for a, a Yuki centric season. Yeah, and we're in yeah. It. <laughs> it's happening <laughs> there were a lot of nice like light moments in this too but i feel like this this episode and like probably this whole part of the series like this whole beach time that we're in all of these like fun things are always sort of like punctuated or there's this undercurrent of like darkness that follows mm-hmm. all of them so like i feel like a good example of that is when they're walking up the the back to the house and they're all like yay the baby oh oh well it can't be possessed anymore but if it's a girl, then Hero can't hug it. And then Tor thinks about all their parents. Mm-hmm. And there's these sort of like intermixed, like the fun of the the fun of the watermelon smashing, but then like the sort of like immediate worrying about understanding everyone's family situation that Toru has never really tried to do, mm-hmm. so. and her own situation with her mom. Yeah, so. yeah, I feel like it's kind of a turning point where like it becomes like more of a like humor with some drama and becomes more of a drama with some humor. Yes. <laughs> There's definitely I feel like the feeling of this episode was primarily drama mm-hmm. for sure. There were some lines from this like I feel like the So this the last episode had like three chapters smushed in mm-hmm. which worked out fine. This one had this just the two that focused on these times with Yuki and Akito. Mm-hmm. Um and like I think the dialogue was mostly the same. Mhm. And, like, I don't think anything was cut or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, there were some lines that really stood out to me a lot more in this episode than they did. Or, like, they had a different kind of, like, weight or feeling, I guess. You know, after being animated. So, of course, the whole end. Like, Yuki's whole monologue at the end is great. But the... um, Which I guess we can talk about separately. But I was thinking, like, the line where Yuki's like, I guess people really do have, like, kids to... (laughs) Because they want to, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I was like ow mm-hmm. <laughs> right in the right in the feels like yeah like the way he says it is like like genuinely kind of a wondering tone like it never occurred to him mm-hmm. before so yeah yeah so that's very interesting i just thought it really stands out in that conversation that they're mm-hmm. having and it was interesting that way yeah i think it's um yeah, it's a fairly uh straightforward adapt adaptation this episode mm-hmm. like without even like any like timeline stuff that it occasionally does it's pretty much 
like a straightforward adaptation of the chapters as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just hearing some of the lines said out loud and, you know, with inflection and stuff definitely kind of makes them stand out. Mm-hmm. I also feel like um, the way they animated the scene where Toru covers the kids with the blankets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's, I think there's a lot of talk. I don't think we've even talked about it. That Maybe we have talked about it in the anime breaks, but I think so back in the day when people mm-hmm. were reading the manga for the first time and as we were reading through the early parts of the manga the first time in our uh you know when we were exploring the manga and discussing it there was a lot of debate about yuki and toru as like love interests and what his what's his you know relationship with her is like is kind of ambiguous mm-hmm. but i feel like the way the scene is animated where it's very clearly like shown that she's like taking this very like kind of tender and motherly approach to the kids while he's being like there was something that I I wanted and Akito came and like uh told me that I was deluded for wanting these things that I would never have mm-hmm. them it makes a very strong connect- connection about like the way that he thinks about her yeah. as not necessarily being romantic but being more of like a motherly figure who cares for him so I feel like the way when it's the way that it's animated makes that idea a lot mm-hmm. clearer yeah, I definitely think it, like, went out of its way to kind of, like, emphasize that kind of concept. Slow-mo blanket drop, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really emphasizes yeah. it. <laughs> also, the, um, like, the the exact wording during his, like, uh, little speech at mm. the end where, like, in the manga, I think it just says, like, I love you. Mm. Yeah. Which is obviously meant to, you know, evoke shipper wars. Yes. <laughs> um, but in the summary, where he just says, like, you're so dear to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, the the way that I, maybe it's I didn't bring the volume with me or anything, but maybe it's like the way it's translated and has to be positioned in the word bubbles and stuff like that in yeah. the manga too. But um, so it could be like that. But he says he says you're like that sky. I'm sad because you're dear to me. Like you're like that sky. The way that you keep, you know, showering me with your affection and attention, and you listen to me and kindness mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's just very clear. I think what the intention is with what he's yeah. saying and how he feels. In addition to just being like a nice scene that's well animated mm-hmm. and very touching. The way that the way that the voice actor, um, the Yuki's voice actor delivers those lines is mm-hmm. very touching, I think. Yeah. I couldn't do it justice in my summary, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize to the world. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a it does a good job of making it a very like emotional and yeah, like touching scene without like really seeming like a romantic scene I think. Mm-hmm. and without overdoing it too like it's like he has a way of delivering it also where it seems like it's difficult to say mm-hmm. these things like if there's a lot of like pauses and like deliberate like struggling to yeah. kind of think and say the things that he's saying mm-hmm. so i think that that adds a lot to it as well yeah it definitely sounds like he's like like these are new thoughts that he's like vocalizing for the first time mm-hmm Opening the tightly closed lid, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked where he's speaking really ambiguously to her, and she just, like, runs with it. Or she's, yeah. He's like, I need to know, I know what I need to do now. And then she says, did you open the lid? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like they have a, some kind of, like, joint understanding of this metaphor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, I kind of like that. I feel like that's... Like, I can't remember exactly, but I feel like in the anime, they, like, kind of linked her use of the lid metaphor to Yuki's more. Like, I mm-hmm. think they both kind of used it more separately in the 
manga. Mm-hmm. But I remember there's like a scene directly where she like heard him say it and like kind of said it to herself and then like yeah, wound, up using it, wound up using it later. So mm. I like it as kind of a like sort of like just understood thing between them mm-hmm. where it's like they both kind of like probably couldn't like voice what they mean by it, but they both understand. Yeah. I have things mm-hmm. that I don't want to, the things that I want to keep under control. I have feelings that I want to keep under control yeah. right now. And if I... If I if I you know loose them, it's going to cause a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Yuki is at the point where he said, "Yeah, thanks, Rokito. I've I've I realized the way that I feel and whatever." So mm-hmm. it's kind of the the gist of what he says. Yeah, Yuki growth. Mm-hmm. Sweet sweet character development. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Akito managed to be scary again. Yeah, <laughs> in a very brief time. I was when I was writing my summary I was like, "Oh, should I include this dialogue?" and then I was like, "Actually, this is the most of Akito we've really seen." Mm-hmm. I remember we had talked about this when we talked about the manga too, where we were like the beach, it seems like it had been it felt like it had been a long time between the beach and like the last time we saw Akito before the beach. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same about the anime where it's yeah. like the most recent things that we've seen have been like flashbacks of like baby Akito, not like the current Akito and the beach this this time i feel like we need to kind of it's time that needs to be attention needs to be paid to akito so mm-hmm. thus akito's dialogue is included but yeah <laughs> it's the most we've seen akito like talk and interact with other people so. mm-hmm. other than shigure especially yeah <laughs> the way that akito opens the door and it's always like thanks for coming i love i love you all it always freaks me out it gives mm-hmm. me the chills yeah <laughs> i like the um like the animation of Akito just like being all like draped over Hattori. Like <laughs> also good, yes. Yeah, like uh, like you know, that we have the scenes in the manga, but like the way it's like shows the like almost like flopping movement where he's just like got all his weight on Hattori and mm-hmm. <laughs> just leaning there like Hattori's a piece of furniture. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also the way that he like dismisses Kareno from the room and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just like, get out of here, and then he just leaves silently. It's like yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. They're all mm-hmm. kind of it's like that possessiveness of of other people um and like getting so close to the not other people but the junishi specifically i guess mm-hmm. the way that he also gets up in yuki's grill yeah. on the street too immediately mm-hmm. it's like not like a greeting from afar but like a oh it's yuki with like arms out and then comes up and like whispers directly in his ear mm-hmm. like yeah so i like how they had like kareno in the background just like quietly turning away like mm-hmm. while this happening <laughs> Just being like, yeah, turning a turning away and being like, whatever, like, yeah. <laughs> not going to intervene. Mm-hmm. You have all these other people in the story. Every a bunch of other people are worried about Yuki. Everybody's worried about Yuki. Momiji and uh, Toru and like Hatori are all like, so what about Yuki? Yeah, <laughs> Shigure is like, what about him? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> but um, and like Haru, I guess too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he said anything specifically, but I would classify him as one of those people where mm-hmm. they're all sort of concerned about what's going to happen between Yuki and Akito. So yeah, but yeah, the the way the also the way that the scene between Hitori and or, or like Shigure and Hitori and Akito is acted, where Akito like cackles hysterically, mm-hmm. is also really creepy and good. Yeah, <laughs> just like that idiot, bahaha, so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like um self-confident and i love the way that shigure is like who do you think's the biggest idiot the most deluded idiot of all you know mm-hmm. 
Oh, I feel like that was also well situated or sort of like well just demonstrated in the anime too, where Akito leaves and then he s- says that right at the end. So mm-hmm. it does make Akito seem pretty delusional. Yeah. The way that he acts. Mm-hmm. So, especially since we go like right from that into you know Yuki's kind of like self declaration. Yeah. Of being like, no, I'm. Like, Akito's wrong, I'm not that person anymore, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't deluded. Mm-hmm. You gave me hope. And I know that there's... <laughs> I know there's better things in this world. <laughs> yeah. And Akito was wrong. Yeah. I also like how the the anime kind of linked, like, Yuki's past situation with Kareno's current situation. Mm-hmm. With having the, like, line about, like, Yuki not being the like locked up kid anymore over top of like Kareno sitting Kareno. alone in a room where he's been yes. dismissed. I did notice that. Yeah. Uh it's like yeah, it's like a nice like dark room too. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting there like he's waiting for Akito to like come fetch him again, you know. Yeah. So obedient. Like it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was interesting too. I don't think that that's really done in the in the manga. So it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. connection to make that's made by the the anime crew. Yeah. Kareno does seem to be like kept. I mean, we saw the way that he came back to the house after, in the episode with uh with Uo, mm-hmm. and he like returns and then Akito immediately like drapes himself on on Kareno too. Yeah. So, so we talked about Akito being deluded, which was great, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all, deluded and scary. Yeah. And <laughs> it's the worst and, kind. <laughs> yes. And then Kareno's sort of uh you know waifish involvement mm-hmm. in, the, in the episode, just being around. Kind of being a kept man. Yeah, he is a kept man. <laughs> But, like, kept in a very specific and abusive yeah. way. <laughs> it's, like, literally kept. Yes. <laughs> we talked about Shigure and Atori. Oh, I also liked uh, <laughs> Shigure being like, what? You're supposed to reprimand me. And he was, like, shaking Atori. I actually laughed yeah. out loud because, like, I don't think it was exactly like that. I mean, it wasn't drawn like that in the manga, right? So <laughs> we have this, like... Uh, pretty comedic reaction and I liked mm-hmm. that. It was funny. I like it Hattori being like, being like, I'm not going to scold you and she could be like, but you know that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> also, Hattori brandishing a scalpel at him was kind of yeah. weird and funny. <laughs> the night school doctor strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what's this for again? <laughs> it's like, it's pointy, so. <laughs> Definitely threatening. <laughs> I always appreciate how concerned for Toru Hattori is, where he's like, he was like, don't get Toru and, and Yuki and Kyo wrapped up in this thing. And then they get to the house and he's like, did you bring Toru? And Shigeru's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> That's like the very first thing that he asks. Mm-hmm. So. It was charming. Yeah. Yeah. I also liked a little bit with the Momiji's like shoujo imagining of Toru when he's like, I really do mm-hmm. want to go back soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was also a nice, like it was in the... It was in the manga, but it was nicely animated, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Delicious drama. Mm-hmm. Haru continued to be an uh, uh, understated but effective main character. Yeah. <laughs> while talking to Omiji and then also smashing a watermelon with his bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> Most importantly of all. It's like being a big brother who could smash the watermelon yes. or whatever. <laughs> be, a, be a big brother who smashed a watermelon or yeah. something like that. And Hiro's like, you don't make any sense. Like... <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's good advice. I feel like it transcends, it's a metaphor, and Hiro just wasn't sophisticated enough to understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then there was good 
a little bit Kyo and Toru got to be alone, so there's some good Kyo Toru mm-hmm. situations where um he was the one who enabled her to open up about her mom and the story about her mom, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And finally figured out what Hiro did to yeah. <laughs> make her upset. So, <laughs> and Lampo is like, Don't worry about it. What the fuck? You know? <laughs> That's like Hiro being like, Oh, it really did affect her. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, crap. And it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's still learning how to people, as yeah. stated. Yes. <laughs> he only knows how to goat. I mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I said to be like, hey, give me that biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it just, like, stands and, like, chews, mal- chews with mouth, like, yeah. sliding from side to side. <laughs> Never-ending animal head cannons. <laughs> I guess a sheep would do that too, though. So, you know. <laughs> there was the good little, like, Kisa and Hiro holding hands, being cute. That was <laughs> sweet. And then, it, yes, of course, we learned, uh, I guess it's a big reveal that Hiro's going to have a baby sibling, which is exciting. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. Oh, how we talked about this before, but it still blows my mind that, I guess it's just supposed to, to uh, it's supposed to uh, allude to his mom's kind of character that she was like, thought she had a cold, friend out she was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's an episode of I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant right there. Yeah. <laughs> I think we made that joke before, too, but that's yeah. fine. She's like, I always get morning sickness in my colds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> but it's funny, nonetheless. And I love how so bitter he, how bitter he is about it. And everyone's like, congratulations. And he's like, I'm not happy. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, stop making it sound like the baby is mine. <laughs> yeah, that, that was also funny. I love how immediately they freak out. Toru and Kisa are like, yes! <laughs> so cute! You need to pick a good name. And Toru's like, I'm sure the baby will look just like you. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> so cute. I feel like those are all the non-spoiler things that we can say right now. Mm. It was very sweet. Yeah. hope everyone enjoyed it. <laughs> Lots of music in this one, too. Yeah. I didn't really talk about it that much, but there was like a lot of background music. And there was like the end, the scene with Yuki and Toru had the... Really dramatic like, music. <laughs> yeah, it's really dramatic music with lyrics, which isn't used very much in, yeah. in the anime. So that was a standout yeah. moment. As a side note, the shooting stars kind of made it look like Earth was under attack. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of House Moving Castle, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Where I was like, wow, there's a lot of shooting stars. <laughs> and then I was like, what meteor shower happens in, in the summer? Well, I'm not going to answer this question. <laughs> thinking about it too much. Because <laughs> like, I... I don't remember what it was like in the manga, but there's like, I think there's just like one shooting star, which yeah. is reasonable. Not like 50 at the same time and then mm-hmm. nothing. But listen, I'm not going to harp on a beautifully acted <laughs> dramatic scene. Let's just leave it at that. The color was nice. It was like this nice, like purpley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked that. very nice. It was just a lot of shooting stars. <laughs> <laughs> it all changed when the aliens attacked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any other things to say. I want to talk about some spoiler things, though. Perhaps. So. <laughs> okay. So, unless you're listening to spoilers, next time we'll be talking about uh, the episode that was announced at the right immediately after the end of what mm-hmm. Yuki says. It was called, Well, It's True. <laughs> so, Descript- okay. Descriptive as always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. We will see you for that next time. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> Is it though? <sighs> like we're just like, oh, okay, like credits are playing, credits are playing, and then it's just like, you're so dear to me. And then like, well, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I believe you. <laughs> the episode's over now. I understand. <laughs> but I had a cute Kisa on the title card this mm-hmm. time, so that was fun. <laughs> I one of the spoiler things that I want to talk about is the line this time where Yuki said people normally have kids because they want them huh and mm-hmm. I was, it just of course alludes to like more drama yet to come from Yuki yeah. I think it's interesting how that whole scene really affects Toru a lot too so mm-hmm. um, but I guess it's just like the realization that she doesn't know anything about their parents or their families outside of the somas that she knows right yeah so yes I've always liked that, like, when she, like, hesitantly asks Kyo about his parents, she's just like, oh, I thought I already told you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just assumed yeah, as it was it's... something he'd already shared with her. Yeah, as if it's not that. But then he does also <laughs> hesitate to tell her. He's about to say my mom killed herself, but yeah. then he says, was killed in an accident. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, another spoiler that's also revealed yeah. by that scene, I guess, mm-hmm. so. Or not revealed, but alluded to. We haven't even gotten there in the in the manga yet. Mm-mm. That's toward the end when we get the full reveal on that. I mean, I think we'll we've gotten, be there soon. Yeah, we've gotten the <laughs> um, illusion that people believe that she killed herself because of being That's true. the cat's mom, but we don't get the full reveal that uh, it's because her his dad was an abusive asshole. asshole. <laughs> yes. It's also interesting that we've seen... So we've met Kyo's dad in the anime, of course, mm-hmm. um, by this point. But Kyo says he hasn't seen him in a long time. So. Yeah. Like, but he will, too. It's like, I'm estranged <laughs> from my biological Asshole father. father. It's like, no wonder. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's a nice way to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah it's a very diplomatic uh, <laughs> way to describe <laughs> his par- his relationship to his father. <laughs> yes. Maybe it's just, like, objective. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like, we're, we're estranged. I haven't seen him for a long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then in his mind, he's like, on purpose. Yeah. It's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, the sort of, like, illusion that is... Or not, the link that's drawn between Kureno and Yuki mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily explored directly in the manga. It's kind of a... I wonder if they'll lead into mm-hmm. that more. Yeah. I thought it was a nice touch, because there is a little bit of a, like... Like, we've seen recently with, like, Kareno kind of, like, like, he was paying attention to, like, Yuki's, mm-hmm. like, whatever he said to Akito that time, whatever you want to call that, and, like, obviously, like... At New Year's? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, it was, like, rebellion, but, um... <laughs> but... Akito thinks of it yeah. as betrayal. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yes. he's paying attention to that and noticed it as, like, something that stuck in his mind as, like, the whole people changing thing, so... Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting to sort of draw that connection a little earlier on. Mm-hmm. I think Karino is like someone who's. Karino seems to be the kind of character that's very like observant and empathetic, mm-hmm. and so like he probably saw Yuki a lot in the house. Yeah. They all knew. That's why they're all worried about him, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, yeah, and like we see like later on that like Karino's like curse breaking. Which was the thing that, you know, led to him being, like, totally controlled by Akito, but also led to Akito, like, snapping and being, like, really abusive to Yuki. So it makes yes. sense that there's probably some overlap in their, like, experiences mm-hmm. there. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And I mean, maybe deep down he knows that that's why Akito is so controlling of Yuki. Mm-hmm. Maybe he feels guilty. Yeah. Kind of like how Hattori feels guilty for erasing all Yuki's friends' yeah. memories. I feel like he so does, nice. like, on some level, feel like guilty for his position. Because, like, we talked about it a bit when, like, mm-hmm. in his conversation with Uo, where he says, like, I'm sure I'm happier than anyone else Does and stuff. Else? Yeah. I'm the happiest man in the world. <laughs> and then you can see his the corners of his mouth, like, twitching while yeah. he's trying to smile, <laughs> but can't. <laughs> <laughs> a single tear falls. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy. And it was like, it was like, be happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's a good, a little addition that's nice. Mm-hmm. Just the way they did it with him, like in the dark room after we've seen like baby mm-hmm. Yuki in the dark room so many times in the flashback. Yeah, looking very similar. Mm-hmm. We talked for also about how bland he is or whatever, <laughs> but it just seems like he's so like. You know, just... Resigned. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very downtrodden. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in the way that he acts, which is interesting. Yeah. Not boring, just sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by what I said before. You should put that on a pin. <laughs> not boring, just sad. Boring, just sad. <laughs> at the top, it's round-shaped. At the top, it says not boring, and on the bottom, it says just yes. sad. It's a little sad bird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 should i start making merch yeah we have like not that many episodes left so i don't know what the value would be but <laughs> it's funny <laughs> on an unrelated note i thought about making us uh, like embroidered patches that said shiny oddish society or whatever it was shiny <laughs> oddish club <laughs> but uh that's a lot of work so i decided not yeah. to <laughs> But I did consider it. And I, You're like, but in my head, they looked great. In my head, they look wonderful. It's like an embroidered patch, like a biker style. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Get leather jackets and start a game. <laughs> Shiny Otter Society, bitch. <laughs> the SOS. <laughs> Guys, the SOS. They, there's another attack by the SOS. Did you hear? <laughs> it's like the, the motorbike grannies from... Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, what was the, what were they called? I can't remember. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. Either. They have the like signs or whatever that say "Make tea, not love." Yeah. <laughs> Hell's grannies. Hell's grannies. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, first basket. Crane is pining for the field. <laughs> You had a nailed him to the perch. <laughs> the daisies. It's like the best line. What do you think the crossover is of First Basket fans and Monty Python fans? Probably decent. I wouldn't be surprised. It seems obscure and and like nerdy enough to attract the right crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I think a certain age of internet fandom was just like automatically into Monty Python. Yeah. So. <laughs> Perhaps via their parents, in my case. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, and more spoilers from this episode. Any of them? Let me think. I don't think so. Well, I guess there's just like more Toru worrying about her mom stuff that's coming up. Mm hmm. 
Um, what do you think the next episode is going to be? We can talk about that, and we should. <laughs> if it's not Hattori and Mayuko, I'm going to be really annoyed. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Because was that her huh? saying it at the end? I couldn't tell, but it could be. <laughs> yeah. It was like a very short line. So yeah, it wasn't like an immediately familiar voice. It wasn't an immediately familiar line either. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> but, um... It wasn't like you cried for oh. me or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like I don't know. I don't know. What... I can't remember any specific dialogue of hers from that. Yeah, that stands out a lot. But <laughs> I really hope so. They better not skip it. I'm gonna be annoyed. <laughs> it would be. It's an interesting like pace choice to have all these beach things and then cut away to that because it's like completely unrelated to. Like you do? Do you not want to go into like the Yuki stuff that's happening right mm-hmm. after this, or to have a break? Is it better to have a break? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there was always kind of a cutaway to that, so. It would just be, like, turning it into, like, a short-term flashback. Yeah. That's what I assumed they would do as soon as they brought Shigeru to the beach. I was like, well, it has to be, like, a memory now because it was in the past. Yeah. Because, like, in the manga, it's like, we have the kids at the beach for a little while, and then, like, they have that cutaway, and then Akito arrives at the beach. It was before the stuff that happens in this episode. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So they cut straight into this. This episode, because it was so, like, long and went into the credits, it felt like kind of a big mm-hmm. episode. Like a, Yeah, it felt like kind of like a mid-season finale. It like, did, but it's like the eighth episode or, se- or se- yeah, not even, so. seventh episode. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. I, th- I mean, I think yeah. there's just a lot of material to focus on, so they probably just ran it into the credits. But it had th- because of that, it had that feeling to it. So Yeah. And it is. Yeah, any, okay. Anytime you have the uh, the credits and, like, songs as lyrics coming over the <laughs> the final act it's gonna seem epic so it's true it is a big i mean it's a big moment for yuki it's just kind mm-hmm. of weird in this point in the season i guess yeah but whatever yeah. i'm not like complaining it, it about a, that <laughs> yeah like it was a volume ender in the yeah. manga so it would it would make sense to cut away for a bit if you wanted to kind of treat it as a like big reveal kind of thing mm-hmm. something force people to wait for the next act yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. Hard to hard to gauge from the three-word title. Well, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Hard to... I mean, you'd have to really, really listen to their voice, like, the voice there, mm-hmm. and then Maiko's voice actress's voice from her yeah. very few lines that she's had to know if it was her, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a, like, female voice. Yeah, a higher-pitched voice. Yeah. Not a Tori's voice, for example. Yeah. <laughs> the deepest voice of all. <laughs> Yeah. And it didn't sound like, like, Toru or Kisa or didn't even sound Akita, like really. Momiji's so. voice didn't sound like Akito. Yeah. Didn't really sound like something like, like, Yuki's, I don't know, didn't sound like anybody who's yeah, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, and also, like, the way, like, well, it's true, it's kind yeah. of sassy, like, it kind of has mm-hmm. a Mayako ring to it, so it wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it was her, but. Yeah, like, I think it, like. Tone-wise, it could have been Aikido, but I don't think the, like, inflection was very Aikido, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it could, hopefully it's that Hattori Maiko stuff, but also mm-hmm. it could be the next, like, it could be one of the sassy things that Aikido says to them when they're visiting one by mm-hmm. one, like, to Haru yeah. or mm-hmm. uh, to Yuki, so it could be that, I guess, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we'll see. More wild speculation. It's, yeah, I figure it's one of those. I think my hit rate is 50-50 right now in terms of guessing yeah. what the next thing is going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Lots of fun. A weekly series. Ooh, I know. So exciting. Guessing. guessing. It's kind of fun that we can still guess about stuff even though we know like everything happens in the series. It is fun. I like <laughs> yeah. it. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? And then as soon- like- sometimes you know for sure, but. Yeah. It's the... All the fun of speculating on an ongoing series without any of the like heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, like, even if you know like what specific scene the one quote is from, then it's like, who knows what the rest of the episode is going to be? Like, sometimes mm-hmm. they add random stuff or whatever. So yeah, still a toss up, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It was a good episode. The series is good so far. I like it. Mm-hmm. Season's going well. Yep. I heard the. Dub is starting. Oh back yeah, I meant again. to say that. I didn't have time to look and. I didn't watch it yet. It would watch be the newest one, but episode four. So yeah, yeah, the dub supposedly is back on. I haven't checked myself, mm-hmm. but they announced it on the Funimation Twitter. So if you were waiting yeah. for the dub to come back, now is your time. Yes. Although maybe you're like four episodes ago behind <laughs> or whatever yeah. three. So it's cool that they were able to get that together in like a couple of weeks or mm-hmm. whatever. That's impressive. I think. Yeah. Or who knows how long it's been, but mm-hmm. not too long, I would imagine. So yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have any other things that I want to talk about uh, for now. Mm-hmm. So, all right, cool. Let's wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Next time we'll talk about whatever comes up in episode eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mystery. Mystery. So <laughs> 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 we'll see you all then. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.